Hello, thank you for joining me. Tonight I'm going to talk about what it is to have a seat at the table with Jesus. And Jesus invites us in. He calls us to come to the wedding feast, to come to the banquet that he's having. Hallelujah. And he wants each and every one of us to be there with him. Tonight we're going to talk about Mephibosheth, who is a person in the Bible who's talked about in 2 Samuel. He's a Bible character um, in a story that actually happened. There's many people that don't believe the things in the Bible actually took place, but there's symbolism, and there is a lot of symbolism in this story. But I want you to understand that when you feel like you're nothing, you may feel like you're worthless right now. You may feel like there's no hope. There is hope, and Jesus is calling you to his table. He's calling you into his arms. He has grace and mercy that he's offering to you tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. So let's begin to pray. Father, I just pray that you reach each person out there right now, Lord, that feels hopeless, that feels worthless. Father, we know that their life is priceless. There's no price that you can put on a human life, and you've called each one of us to be your children. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's open up, let's begin by opening up to the story of Mephibosheth at 2 Samuel chapter 9. 2 Samuel chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. And we're going to talk about how he was called to the table, to have a seat at the table with David. So let's start at verse 1. Now David said, is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when, he, when they called him to David, the king said to him, are you Ziba? He said, at your service. Then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of, jo of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, indeed, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Machir, the son of Amiel from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. That means he fell down at his feet. Then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here is your servant. So David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog? such a dead dog. What a statement to make. Why would you look upon this man? I'm a dead dog is basically what he said there. And you may feel that way. There's times I felt that way. Why God would you look upon me and forgive me of my sin after all I've done, after all the things that I've done in my life that were despicable, that were rotten, that were just disgusting, all those sins, why would you look upon me? And there is so much symbolism here between what David did for Mephibosheth compared to what he's done for us. And there's a symbolism, there's a metaphor here, but this actually happened uh, in the days where, where King David reigned. And let's begin, or let's continue on here. So at this point in 2 Samuel, 
Saul had been defeated and David had been anointed as king. Members of Saul's family were still being slain, but David, David did not like these senseless killings that were taking place in his kingdom among his people. To show kindness and mercy toward those who remained from Saul's house, David asked if there was someone left from Saul's house that he would show mercy, that he could show mercy upon this person who was still left of that family. David was told Jonathan's son Mephibosheth was still alive. Mephibosheth was then brought before David and he probably thought he was going to be killed at first. I mean, what, what do you think was going through his mind? Okay, all of his family is being slain. All of his family is is just, you know, is being murdered and and just their blood's being spilled all over the land. And all of a sudden you get called before the king. What do you think is going to happen? I'm sure he thought he was going to die. Most of the people of Israel at this time expected David to kill Mephibosheth along with all of his, his family. But instead, David told him that he would show kindness by restoring all of the land that Saul had had to him. And that's what most kings would have done at that time, at that point in history, is they would have slain any other um, of the family just because they would have had a right to the throne. But that is not what David did. He showed compassion and mercy through this. And not only was he gracious in this way, he also told Mephibosheth that he could eat bread at his table continually. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, that we can sit at your table and commune with you continually. Then Mephibosheth said something I can relate to and many can relate to. He said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? So you see, Mephibosheth was crippled and he didn't see himself as being someone of importance. He didn't see himself as really being anything. First of all, because he couldn't walk, his feet were lame. He was crippled. Second of all, he was one that was to be slain. He felt he was in a position where he should die. But how many of us have not yet learned to walk, have not yet come alive, hallelujah, spiritually? How many of us are not born again? There's many who are spiritually dead men walking out there, dead people walking who have not even known what life is, who have not even learned what peace and joy and life even is at this point. And God is calling you. Jesus is calling you to his table. This man couldn't walk physically, but you can't walk spiritually until you have Jesus, until you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you that will empower you and propel you forward into your destiny. You can't know your purpose until you know your creator. And that's what I'm trying to get across tonight. You can't know your purpose until you know the one that created you for that purpose. So just a moment ago, he thought he was good as dead, yet the king called him to sit, to eat and sit at his table continually, not for the day, but continually, day after day. Some say the Bible is full of metaphors and symbolism, as I spoke about at the beginning of this feed, but that the stories never actually happen. Some people that believe that these stories in the Bible never actually happen, but I'm not one of those people. But I do see how this man represents each one of us who's been redeemed through Christ. Each one of us tried to live our own way and went astray. We all fall short of the glory of God, don't we? I know I have time and time again. I feel like Paul. I'm the chief of sinners. I feel like him and anyone who has understood the depth 
of our sin, the perverseness of our sin, the corruption that sin has brought into our lives, spiritually, physically, mentally, and in every way, sin has corrupted us. But Jesus, Jesus, through his shed blood, through his sacrifice at the cross, he can make you brand new. He can give you new life. He wants to breathe new life into you today. He wants to breathe new life into you to give you a, a brand new start. Uh, and he wants to reveal your purpose that you may live it out. By confessing our sins and turning away from wickedness, we were forgiven. As Mephibosheth ate at King David's table, we are invited to eat at King Jesus' table as well. We are invited to commune with him day by day, to spend time with him. As we speak to him, he speaks back if we take the time to listen. But if you're not born again, if you haven't received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you haven't begun to follow him, no, you aren't invited to the table. But I want you to know that invitation is out there. You can accept that invitation. He's calling you now. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus at the end of this live feed in just a moment. So hang in with me and continue to listen to the words that I'm speaking because I'm speaking from the Holy Spirit. These are not my own words. This is not what I would have to speak in the flesh. This is of God. Hallelujah. I'm speaking the words of God tonight. I hope you feel the love, the compassion, and the mercy that God is extending to you right now through his spirit. So let's turn to Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, real quickly. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. And it says this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and him with me. Those are the words of Jesus. He stands at the door and knocks. Will you open the door? Will you make that decision today to let him come in, that he may change your life, that he may give you purpose, that he may reveal purpose in your life, that he may show you just how much he loves you, that you can understand your value. Jesus also pursues those who seek kindness and mercy. In a world that can be so cold and unforgiving, it seems that the world continues to get darker, except the light of Christ shines brighter in darkness. Understand that he wants to shine his light into that dark and broken place you find yourself sitting right now. He came to set the captives free. That means those who are bound by oppression, those who are bound by addiction, those who are bound by depression, those who are bound loathing themselves, hating themselves, wanting to die. He came to come and deliver you. He came to deliver you. He came to set you free. He came to say, look, there's another way and I can give you new life if you would only believe me, believe in me and follow me as he wants to accept us into his kingdom. And he wants to invite us to that seat at his table. He wants to reveal who we truly are. And if we're his, Whose we are is who we are. So we may say the same kind of thing that Mephibosheth said. Who are we, God? Who are we that we would look upon you and you would receive us, that you would invite us to have a seat at your table continually? Who are we? We are nobody. 
I'm nobody. There was no reason why God saved me, except that he loved me. It's nothing that I did. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. It's nothing that I did that could possibly earn salvation. I couldn't earn salvation. I couldn't earn a place at the table. But Jesus saw me in my sin, and he still chose the cross. He still chose the cross for you. He still chose to lay down his life that he could give you life, that he could cleanse you, that he could redeem you, that he could restore you. Now, I want to tell you something about myself before I offer the free gift of salvation, which isn't mine to offer, but God is offering it through me as his instrument, as his mouthpiece tonight. Look, there's a time I went to prison. I was addicted to drugs. I was caught up in all kinds of sin, and I never thought I'd find my way out. Okay, I had run from God. I, it was a Jonah kind of story. I had run from God. And I was swallowed up, not by a whale, but by prison, by the system. And I found myself in a place where I said, you know what? I've gone too far. God won't hear me at this point. He doesn't hear me. I believed, I began to believe those lies. And as I began to believe those lies, God spoke to me and said, no, I still have mercy, kindness, and forgiveness to offer you. And he's speaking this to you tonight. Whoever's watching, he's speaking this to you. You haven't gone too far. There's no sin that God can't forgive. So when I was wrapped up in all that sin, I, I couldn't believe that God wanted me back. He spoke to me and called me back. I repented of my sins and he began to commune with me again. He began to say, come to my table, my son. You are one of my sons. You are one of my chosen ones. And as I began to commune with him, as I began to speak with him, he spoke with me. He began to speak to me. He began to give me impressions in my spirit. He began to strengthen me and give me wisdom again and show me the purpose that he still had for me. And he spoke a word that I'll never forget. He told me, I'm going to allow you to pick up right where you left off. That's the grace that I have for you. And I believe that's the grace in this season that he's releasing to each one of you. He's going to allow you to pick up right where you left off when you fell away. But he is ready to redeem you, restore you, and bring you right back to where you left off. Don't believe the legalistic religious people who say, oh, you, look at you. Look what you've done. You have no place here. You won't be a leader again. You'll never, you, sh you aren't invited into the church again. That's a lie. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. That is not the heart of God. The heart of God is offering forgiveness, mercy, and redemption right now. So if you want to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, Follow me in this prayer and believe what you're saying in your heart and it shall be done. And you'll have a seat at the table with Jesus, with King Jesus, and you'll, you'll sup with him. You'll eat with him. You'll dine with him continually. So say this prayer with me. Father God, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus rose from the grave and that he is Lord forevermore. I make a decision today to follow Jesus with all of my heart. Lord, I want to follow you with all of my heart for all of my days. Teach me your ways. Strengthen me. Give me the strength, the wisdom, and all that I need to follow you, Lord. 
Show me my purpose. Show me my worth. And breathe fresh life into me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, you're now a son or a daughter of the Most High King. He invites you to his table. Just as King David invited Mephibosheth to his table and said, you will eat with me continually day by day. And Mephibosheth could not believe the words that were coming out of King David's mouth. He was good as dead. He thought he was going to die, except David invited him to the table. And that's the picture that, that I'm painting right now. That's the picture that the Holy Spirit is painting right now. You are good as dead in your sin, but Jesus is calling you to his table. If you took that invitation, I'd like to see a comment. I'd like to get a, a direct message so I can pray with you. Because when you first receive Christ, sometimes the enemy comes in to try to snatch up the seed. But I pray over you right now, Lord, I rebuke every devil, every vulture that would come to snatch up the seed that's been planted tonight. Lord, I call upon you to send out your heavenly host, send out your spirit, send out your glory, send out all the virtue and power, Lord God, that you feel is needed to watch over each one, to watch over them, to cover them. And to bring them into a place where they can follow you fully in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. It's been a pleasure sharing with you tonight. Keep your eyes to the skies and your hand to the plow. God bless you.